And now it's time to welcome back our traveling correspondent, comedian Tom Papa, in a segment we call Out in America. Are you there, Tom? I'm here, Chris. On behalf of Live From Here, I continue my journey across the country, shining a light on all the good people in America. This week, I packed my bag and traveled to Kansas City. A cold, gray sky welcomed me with all the warmth of an ice-covered tire iron. I flew in, racing ahead of the year's first snowstorm, with a plane full of aggressive Kansas City Chief fans. When they made an announcement that we may take a little more time to land, they heckled the pilot to the point where he said, what the hell, let's just go for it. <laughs> My hotel room wasn't ready, so I took a seat in the lobby where all the holiday decorations have been removed, and I have to say, I was relieved. There's something comforting about going back to the low expectations of everyday life. When you're confronted with a Christmas tree, you really feel pressure to act happy. But in an empty lobby, where the only attempt at joy is a waving egg on a sign for the all-you-can-eat continental breakfast, you can just be yourself. I sat next to an older gentleman named Denny, who was wearing a winter coat and a hat with ear flaps. He was waiting for his wife to finish up in the restaurant. I wasn't invited to lunch, he said, but she needed a ride, so now I'm sitting here. He drove in from Overland Park and said he doesn't mind if he sits here or at home. It makes no difference to me, he said. Now that I'm retired, sitting and waiting for my wife seems to be my full-time job. <laughs> Besides, he said, I like watching people in hotels. I like to see if I can guess who's up to no good. I try and separate the businessmen from the men doing dirty business. Have you ever been in a hotel lobby with a stranger and suddenly felt like you were filming an episode of Cheaters? <laughs> I have. Here's a good one for you, he said. My son got married this year, and his new mother-in-law likes to hang out with my wife and I, which is fine, and she likes to bring along her boyfriend, which is fine too, until we went to a concert and saw him with another woman. Well, he sees us, comes up, and introduces her as his cousin. When they went back to their seats, my wife hit me and said, cousin my foot, keep an eye out, she's gonna slip. And wouldn't you know it, about halfway through the concert, she starts nibbling on his ear. Now I don't know where you're from, but around here, cousins don't nibble on each other. So what does my wife do? She hauls off and punches me. He laughed and said, we decided it wasn't any of our business and we agreed not to say a word until we were all at dinner at my son's house and my wife blurts out, you might want to tell your cousin to keep her tongue out of your ear. We won't be seeing them for a while. Denny wandered off to get his wife and I went to check on my room. It still wasn't ready. Why is it whenever you get to the hotel check-in, it's always your room that isn't ready? I asked him, what makes it my room anyway? I just got here. Technically, it won't be my room until I'm in it. And right now, I'm not in it. I'm in the lobby with my wheelie bag and a pocket full of trail mix and fuzz from the airport. Just give me any room on any floor. Or better yet, just let me in my room and I'll clean it myself. I don't mind. I'm not proud. I'm going to wreck that place anyway. 
Within 10 seconds of getting in a hotel room, I've taken my pants off, popped open some mini bar Pringles, and already messed up the bed. Just let me in. Have you ever talked so much to the guy at check-in that he started to cry and handed you a key to a much nicer room than you were supposed to get? I have. I dropped my bags, and because this, is called, this, this city is called the Paris of the Plains, I went looking for some French fries and world-famous Kansas City barbecue. I don't, I don't pick places based on Yelp, re, Yelp reviews or even the menu. I can tell if it's a good spot by looking at the people who are eating there. If you're looking for barbecue and see a table full of skinny, beautiful people, don't bother walking in the door. <laughs> but if you see two gigantic men filling up a table for six, find yourself a seat, because they know something. I sat next to a man who looked like he ate barbecue every day of his life. He looked like he was made of ribs. He looked like he sweat barbecue sauce and used Texas toast to mop it up. He said everyone calls him Big Daddy. And from his tent-sized overalls, I could see why. I ordered exactly what Big Daddy had. Big Daddy was raised in South Carolina and literally moved here for the food. He said, I love to eat and I love barbecues, so where else am I gonna go? California, please. Those people act like food is an inconvenience. He gave me some of his brisket to hold me over until my order came. We only get one life, he said. We gotta live it. Have you ever taken one bite of brisket and immediately thought that a man named Big Daddy was your soulmate? <laughs> I have. Big Daddy is married to Big Mama, and they have six children, one bigger than the next. He said he likes this spot because they keep things simple. He doesn't like these new places that try and get cute with the menus. Big Daddy doesn't like the word fixins. That doesn't even sound like food, he said. It sounds like someone sneaky with little hands is going to work on it. I told him I don't like the word sampler. It's like the restaurant is telling you, we know you're gross and want to eat everything on the menu, so we'll make it less embarrassing by giving you a sampler. Here's a sampler with some dipping sauce. Yuck. I don't need more sauce, and I certainly don't need you dipping in it. Big Daddy's worst food word is moist. Ew, he said. When someone tells me a cake is moist, all I can think is why and get it away from me. When the waitress finally brought out my order, it was so big that it looked like it could be reassembled and put on display in the Museum of Natural History. I went nuts. Time no longer had meaning. Like a dog who just found an open bag of food. When I looked up, Denny was smiling from ear to ear. Have you ever been so covered in barbecue sauce that when you caught your reflection in the window, it looked like your face was melting? I have. Denny got up to leave and we wished each other a happy new year. He said his only resolution was to not watch the news anymore. How could I argue with that wisdom? 
especially when it comes from a man who never uses the complimentary handy wipes. He said, if I wipe off my fingers, I won't have anything to eat on the way home. Very wise indeed. Thank you, Kansas City. And until next time, this has been Tom Papa out in America. Thank you. Woo, Tom Papa.